This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, you can scroll on down to the radio section of the page and check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please, folks, don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions to set up a virtual meeting, a face-to-face meeting, whatever works best for you. We can make it as safe and as effective as possible. Now, I love statistics, whether it's sports stats, movie box office numbers, stock market performance. I like statistics. My favorite statistic is this, 50% because it's either going to happen or it isn't. But there's a whole ton of other ones, right? And take baseball as an example. For hitters, the national pastime holds two legendary statistical career mountaintops, and that's 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. Statistics that we can measure all hitters against to determine their greatness. Now, Hall of Famer Hank Aaron, who left us earlier this year, achieved that stat. It always makes me shake my head. And if you take away all 755 of his home runs, he still has 3,016 hits. But this isn't a baseball show, really. <laughs> and so when it comes to retirement, there are also a number of stats that can stop you right in your tracks. And once you get over your initial surprise, you can use these stats to adjust or enhance your own retirement strategy. But before we really dive into more retirement stats, let me introduce my co-host, the 100% for sure greatest co-host, Tony Shore. Tony Shore, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, and I I agree. My favorite statistic is 50, percent right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just that number because it's hilarious. Like, there's a 50 percent chance of rain today. Well, that's like <laughs> okay. Is the weatherman really? He's not going out on a limb, is he? I mean, well, you can take it, you can double it, and say there's a hundred percent chance it might happen. <laughs> it might happen. Well, yes. and Joe Walsh has a great song called Half of the Time. Half of the time you're right, half of the time you're wrong. It's about it's about the 50% joke, you know. Yep. <laughs> 50% chance of rain. In other words, we have no idea what might happen. So, yeah. Um yeah, I, I love that. But yeah, stats are cool. I, there's another great sports stat. I'll just throw this one out before we get into the retirement stats and that's uh, Wayne Gretzky. He is the only player in NHL history to ever have a 200-point season, and he did it four times. Not only did he set the record, he set it four times, and nobody's ever broken it. So that's that's a big one. I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I'm from Minnesota, which they call the state of hockey. Minnesota is the state of hockey. Uh, The only thing, the only way I could get uh, get closer to hockey would be to be from Canada, I suppose, but. Right. Well, that's possible. And another stat most people don't know about Wayne Gretzky. He got two of those with a hockey mullet and two without with normally cut hair. 
Oh, yeah. He actually got points in hockey with normally cut hair. Maybe one yes. of the only, maybe one of the only people to have ever done it. Uh, just kidding. We're kidding, but yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I do like so. that. So, Matt, I know you've been a busy guy lately. I mean, this is the time. Finances, people are are wondering about it. But we talk about retirement on the show, and I'm excited to hear about these retirement stats. I think some of them, uh, the point here is probably to uh, shock people into doing something about their retirement strategy. <laughs> Uh, how do you want to get us started? Well, it, it, quite honestly, shocking them might be the more the most effective way to do it. <laughs> Literal shocking for some of these people. Right. When we talk about some of these stats and how inactive some people are with some of the things you're doing. But, sure. um, you know, there was an article in The Motley Fool, 40 Sad Facts About Retirement. And, you know, there's nothing more uplifting than an article called 40 Sad Facts About Retirement. <laughs> so I dove right in. And also, I have bad posture and severe financial problems. <laughs> so true. So, about good, good, you know, the information wasn't all sad. Um, the article's first big stat is that Social Security is designed to replace just 40% of your pre retirement income. Now, we talk about this all the time, right? But that means for every $10 you made pre retirement, Social Security is going to pay you $4. For high income people, the percentage could be even lower than 40%. Now, experts generally suggest that you'll need roughly 80% of your pre-retirement income to maintain your lifestyle in retirement. I tend to think it's a little bit higher than that, but regardless, um, if you think about those differences, we are already looking at one stat that we're going to have to make some adjustments for. Well, yeah, obviously that's huge. I mean, that's a definite attention getter right there, because I, I think some people out there, especially younger workers, Matt, can sometimes fall into that, um, you know, a trap or routine of thinking, oh, well, Social Security is the end all be all of building a retirement strategy, so I don't need to worry about it. But the reality is that should just be a component of a, a, a much bigger plan, right? Exactly right. Now, here's one stat, I confess, surprised even me, and that's 55% of workers leave the labor force sooner than they initially anticipated. Now, as you might have guessed, the number one cause of these change plans is health. So remember, as you build your retirement strategy, you may want to expect the unexpected as much as possible, at least 50% of the time. <laughs> well, and to me, Matt, that stat crystallizes the need to have a nimble financial strategy, one that you can uh, change because circumstances change and you need to be able to pivot as the things change and new laws uh, come into play. And we've talked about that as well. That's absolutely true. Now, the next step notes that just a mere six in 10 workers are saving for retirement. And this is the one that just hurts me. Uh, it's it's good 60% of people are utilizing things like employer-provided retirement plans or their own IRA, but that means 40% of people aren't saving so much as a nickel for retirement. Oh. For, the, for that, we play the sad trombone because, uh, but in all seriousness, that's a really significant number. That surprised me. I mean, and if anybody's in that 40% category, Matt, they should really consider working with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional who can help them get back on the right retirement track, correct? Uh, absolutely. They're, listen, the very first thing you need to do is just dedicate some money to savings. Yeah. If you aren't saving anything, 
be you need maybe not even a financial professional. You just need an account that you're putting something into. Uh, there, we'll talk about some other stats why that's important. But my gosh, if you're one of those forty percent, absolutely reach out to someone, help them get you on the right track. There's no way uh, if if we take into consideration the first one that your Social Security is going to replace four out of your ten dollars, and you're not saving anything else you're going to have to make some massive adjustments and live with the realization that you may not have a lot of the things you think you're going to have in retirement. Now, it's also not just really about whether people are saving or not. The, the next stat tells us people might want, to, might want to consider stepping up what they're putting towards retirement too. It's because the average retirement savings for families uh, age 56 to 61 it's $163,577. That's average, specific average, but good. Now, if you apply the 4% rule, which suggests you would draw 4% of your savings in your first year retirement with a, with inflationary adjustments after that, and you apply that to that 163577 people reaching retirement age in the next handful of years would only have enough money saved to sustainably, sustainably generate roughly $6,500 in annual retirement income. A year. So that a year. That's if you have one hundred and sixty-three thousand oh. dollars put away. So if you're one of those forty percent that has nothing, yeah. you can see why the time to act, if it wasn't yesterday, is today. Yeah, yeah. The best time to do this was twenty years ago, and the second best time is today, if you Correct. haven't already. So yeah, and yet another reason to get together with a financial services professional and. You know, I know there are also income earning tools that we've talked about on the show that you can add to your strategy that may put you on firmer footing. It's now, true. what do you have for us next? So one of the things you may want to address with a financial services professional is an IRA. So in that article, it'll tell you, and as their professional can, 8% of eligible workers are kicking money into an IRA. Well, there's good reasons for not utilizing one, like contributing to another retirement account, like a 401k. That's still an alarmingly low number. Only 8% of people with an IRA. Wow. Really? That's, mm -hmm. that is a low number. And I think this has been a really good show so far. I know you have a lot more stats for us, but let's take a minute to let our listeners know how they could call in uh, set up that no-cost consultation with you. Sure, they can give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Click uh, set an appointment now or click the get the color of money risk analysis up in the left-hand corner. You can go through a little self-assessment questionnaire, and then we'll sit down talk. Like you said, there's no cost. There's no obligation to that initial visit. And, heck, if nothing else, we can help put you on some of the right track, especially if you're one of those 40% who has not saved a nickel for retirement yet. Please, if you're one of those people's reach out to a professional soon. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're talking about eye popping financial statistics and uh, some of these have really caught my attention. Uh, what else do you have for us? Well, let's, uh, the next one I want to talk about is 401ks. I just touched on it before. One of the most common retirement saving tools. Now, more specifically, 20% of Americans aren't taking complete advantage of their 401k match. And don't take that wrong. It's not because 100% of Americans are taking advantage of their 401k either. But 20% of those that are, aren't taking complete advantage of it. If your employer matches your 401k contribution, it's vital to contribute the amount necessary to trigger that match. If you're not doing that, you are leaving free money sitting on the table. That's money that they will match for you. Anything you don't do up to that point, 
they don't have to pay and that's money that you're not getting. Now, one typical reason some workers aren't fully utilizing that company match is that the contribution rate that is often automatically provided to new hires is often less than the minimum for the employer match. Now, your 401k rep should do a good job explaining that to you or your HR rep should be doing a good job a good job explaining that to you. And it, But if they haven't and you can't find it, reach out and we'll help you do that as well. Yeah, it irritates me that <laughs> now when you go, it didn't used to be this way, but now if you go and they give you, you know, you get a new job or HR says, okay, you can sign up for our your four, our 401k and you just check a box, we'll automatically sign you up and you, we put you in at a rate of 3%. Well, you have to put in at least 5% to get the match. So, <laughs> I mean, it varies from company to company, but that's just an example. And I think that's really... Um, that's too bad. But what you say, we always have to foot stomp this, right, Matt? You have to take full advantage of the match and put in enough to get the full match. Because if you're not, uh, that is just leaving money on the table, like you yeah, said. Yeah, it's is a benefit huge. provided to you. It's part of your pay. And it's like it's like they said, we're going to pay you $25 an hour to do the job. And you went there and you signed paperwork that said, uh, you only need to pay me 23 Right. Exactly. It's, so, it would be crazy to do. So you have yeah. to, if you, if you have to put in say 6% to get the full employer match, put in 6%, put it in, put yep. it in because you're never, it's not money you're losing because you never know you had it. You've never had it. So yep. put it in there. And if you start out that way at the full match, you're going to, it's not, you're not going to miss it. And it's going to help you so much down the road. It's huge. All that compounding interest. You know, it's, it's one of those it's one of those things. I wish I'd known you matter had this advice when I was in my 20s. Right? Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. And it's another one of those things like if you start there, then you're slowly ratcheting up. Your goal is to get as quickly as possible to the full amount that you can do uh, with, you know, within the exclusion as early in your career as possible. Because if you can do that, you are putting away a good chunk of change. If you, you know, it's $19,500, I think for 2021. Now, if you could do that, that's, let's just call it for rounding up purposes, $20,000. Some people only have $163,000 saved. If you made no interest on it, if it made no gain in value, you could have that money in eight years. Wow. Right. And yeah. some people, that's as much as they have in their 60s. So yeah, that's think true. about think about what that could the difference that could be yeah. if you added the growth and the interest and reinvestment over time. It's phenomenal. Sure. So, and, and all that varies and there's risk involved. But you you really have to do that with your 401k. You got to put that money in there and get that match just yeah. to match. Yeah. Uh, even if you're, you're not earning anything, you got to get, you know, even if the stock market doesn't do well, get that match, you know. Get that in there. And, and you know, I, I really think that this, that's, a, that's an important stat. What do you have for us next? This next one is kind of equivalent to a five alarm fire, in my opinion, Tony. And that's that Social Security is going to run out of money in 2034. Uh, the article notes Social Security trustees report explains that unless taxes are either increased 
or benefit slash, the Social Security Trust Fund will run dry by 2034. If that happens, taxes coming into the program would only cover about 77% of benefits. That's going to necessitate a broadly felt 23% reduction. Now, let me add a little personal opinion here. Given the importance of Social Security for so many Americans, it's highly unlikely that elected officials are going to let the program falter when they know what the reaction will be from voters. But let's not forget, they may put it there, but it's the same suit, just a different pocket, folks. Yeah, true, true. Oh. And and I think they'll shore, shore it up because, so to speak, uh, because uh, Social Security is what they call the third rail of politics, right? Uh, mm-hmm. No politician wants that to uh, run down under their watch and nobody wants to touch it. So I think they're going to, like they've done in the past, is, you know, they'll um, lower benefits maybe a bit and do other things to shore it up and make it solvent. But you have to watch out for that. I mean, you've talked about the importance of not relying on Social Security too much. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And clearly, this is another example of making sure that it's a part of your strategy rather than your entire strategy. So what do you have for us next? Well, let's stick with Social Security for just a little bit more. The next stat is by 2035, there's only going to be 2.2 workers paying into Social Security for every person receiving benefits. That number is concerning because historically, the ratio has been well over three to one. And just five years ago, it was 2.8 to one. So don't forget that huge, the baby boom, thus the baby boomers, they're starting to retire. So all those people that were paying in, that huge class of people yep. is going to be squeezed down to the next class, those Gen Xers um, and the, a much smaller group of people. So that yeah. will affect it as well. Well, and that's definitely a stat to keep an eye on. And I'm loving all these stats. So let's keep it going. Okay. Since you love stats, here's another good one. Uh, 401k one, the average worker with a 401k is contributing 6.2% of their income, not including the employer match. Now that's a drop from an average of 6.9% in 2015. And one of the main reasons cited for the decline is an increase in automatic enrollment programs, which you were just talking about before. And those commonly have default contribution rates of 3% or less. And a lot of financial experts urge folks to dedicate 10% of their salary to retirement savings. Now, obviously that's a pretty high bar for a lot of people, but you can always, like I said, focus on getting there gradually. If you start at the match at the maximum amount of the match and then just increase it, maybe it's just 1% every year until you get to that stat at least 10%. Great. If you can get to the full exclusion in that point, even better. And the real goal is to have that plus other accounts where you're have the chance to put some bigger growth away. Because if you look at the state of some things, you're going to need it. Yeah. And my wife and I figured that out that you can do that automatically, have them increase it by 1% every time you, every year. Like the anniversary. Yep. Yep. The anniversary when you get your raise, usually we time it when our raise kicks in, we either put the full raise amount or at least it's set to go up at least one tick every time, every year. And sometimes, you know, if, if your company does better and you happen to get a better raise, bump it up Uh, because you're not used to that money anyway. That's what we say. If if you can budget on what you're making and you get a raise, put the raise into a retirement fund or or a growth fund, you know, ask your financial advisor because everybody's situation is different. You know, that's not, that's not a one size fits all solution as you're always telling me, Matt, but you know, maybe, maybe it's better. Maybe you need to put it in an emergency fund because you don't have one of those built up. Maybe you need to pay down high interest credit card debt. So there are different ways you can use a raise. uh, But if you have a budget figured out in an emergency fund, uh, a lot of people just put that right into the, they, 
what they never had, they never missed. Put it in those retirement accounts and let it grow. That is a great point. And now we've been talking about 401ks a little bit, and I want to throw one more out there. The typical person with a 401k loan balance owes $9,700. Now, at first blush, a 401k loan may seem like a decent way to borrow some money. You know, you're paying yourself back with interest. But you need to remember that over time, the market's created annual returns higher than the average 401k loan rate. That means you could be costing yourself some important compound interest gains. Yeah. Yeah, don't touch your 401k. I, you've told me this. Don't touch your retirement accounts uh, without talking to a financial professional first. Uh, yeah, the retirement accounts for a reason. Yeah, they're retirement accounts. And there's rules like you have to be 59 and a half to take money out, uh, even though some allow loans, 401ks. Uh, like you said, uh, don't do it. And, you know, it would have to be without an talking. absolute, absolute yeah, but- emergency. And not every not every 401k allows allows for loans anyway. So it's, you know, before you even consider that, you're one are going to have to know it. So if your 401k doesn't allow loans, you shouldn't be putting money into that thinking, oh, this is going to be a good place to borrow from. It's going to be a much better place to live your future life from than to borrow from if you if you handle it right along the way now. I think there's a rule that just about anyone would be wise to adopt. And here's a stat that I'll admit really surprised me. Again, half of American households have $5,000 or less socked away for retirement. Now, is certainly, that 50%, 50% of American households. <laughs> yeah, 50%. Certainly saving enough for retirement is a challenge for a lot of people. But I would not have guessed the average amount of savings was that low. And here's another one. For those in the 32 to 37 age bracket, the median savings amount is super alarming. It's $480 is put away for retirement in the early 30s, early to mid 30s. Yeah, exactly. I had to play the scary music because that that is a scary stat. I mean, that's crazy. If you don't have more than $480, not even $500 saved, um and you're in you're, you know, 37 years old with only $480, that that number surprises me too. I mean, if any of our listeners fall into that, uh, I don't have enough saved for retirement category. I know that there are steps and tools. We've talked about them on the show. You've given us those tips, Matt, that might be able to help them catch up. Yeah. There, here's another Here's another significant element of retirement. It's a potential for significant medical expenses. We've done whole shows on this before. Yeah. As this article explains, a couple that retired in 2018 at age 65, they could expect to incur about $280,000 in healthcare costs during their retirement. Wow. And that dollar amount does not include long-term care. Wow. Well, and when I talk to people who are getting closer to retirement, they get nervous about healthcare expenses. It comes up mm-hmm. a lot. So you have to make sure your retirement strategy has a really strong, robust plan for managing health care. Yeah, let's think about another one uh, at health and retirement stat. Typical retired household spends much more of their income on health care than a household that's still working. So more specifically, article points to a Kaiser Family Foundation study that reveals retired households spend about 14% of their income on health care, while working households spend 5%. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And my takeaway from that is if you're still working, it's probably wise to take full advantage of savings tools like health savings account. You know, mm. those accounts are HSAs because you can save money for health care in those and there are tax benefits. There so, certainly are. Yep. So now we're 
tossing out some really interesting financial stats here, and some of which uh, they're scary, but they may confirm what you already suspected. And it may leave you feeling a little yeah, shocked, I guess, some of our listeners, um, you know, and so you should reevaluate your own financial strategy. So what else do you have for us? Let's just also say, realize the extent of these numbers. If you're one of the people and the ones that I say you need to worry about it, that's not a judgment call. Nobody's going to consider less of you as a result of this. Making Not making the first step and doing something about it, now you've opened up to the door to people judging you, right? Making your first step and doing something, right. that is the right move. Continuing to ignore it, it's like your health. If you ignore your health, it will go away. And if you ignore your financial well-being, it will go away. So why not? Take that first step. Talk to somebody. Don't worry that you have, if you're one of the people that you only have this much put away, no one's going to judge you when you walk through the door, except for the fact that you are now doing the right thing. Right. And that you have to remember that. Do not, do not let the fact that you haven't done the right thing stop you from doing the right thing now. Now, next thing I want to talk about, this might really knock your socks off, you crazy cats. Now, one out of 10 of today's 65-year-olds will make it past the age of 95. Now, a lot of people don't know that, but many retirement strategies use the assumption that people will live for 30 years after the retirement. All our planning is done. And initially, at the very least, to 95 years old. It seems clear that retirements of closer to 40 years, though, may become more common. So adjust your straight retirement strategies as needed. Right. There you go. Uh, I think that's great. So, uh, Matt, this is really, uh, I, I love this discussion, all these stats and uh, longevity. We've talked about it on the show before. People are living longer than ever. I wouldn't have guessed that that many people make it to 90. Yeah, it's amazing. And not only that, but the people will be starting to make it longer. You know, once you make it that far, uh, you know, you're going to make it past 65, past 95. Like, so it, it, it gets exponentially higher, obviously. Like, right. If, if you, if you make it to 95, you have a higher chance of making it past 95. So it's, it, you have to push it out. So it's just, you're, your retirement that lasts almost as long as your career is probably not something a lot of people are prepared for. People don't realize the probability of outliving their money is the biggest issue. They worry that they're not going to have enough, but they don't stop to think that they're more than likely going to outlive their money instead of their money outliving them. You only get one of those two choices. So yeah. doing something about it now can help you have your money outlive you. It can fund some of those goals or heck we can design it. So you spend your last penny with your last breath. If you really want to be, you know, if you want to get the most out of it, but regardless, if you have no other goals, when you pass, you know, pass money along, whatever else you have, no beneficiaries, no worries. We can get you there. But, uh, not doing something about it is the worst is the worst plan. Now we've been talking about saving money and that next ties, ties this next stat in really nicely. And that's roughly half, again, half of Americans are positioned to weather a $400 unexpected bill without selling or borrowing some money. That's a $400 bill. Only yeah. half of Americans are, are willing to be able to handle that. If you're still working, that might mean you're tempted to dip in your retirement savings, your 401k, something else to help manage a financial emergency. That can create a whole new series of problems. Like you said before, having that emergency fund funded is an incredibly smart step before you even worry about investing. 
get your emergency fund put together. Perhaps even worse, those emergency expenses may end up on high interest credit cards, again, creating its whole slew of problems. So get that emergency fund put together. And really, that's more than just a $400 bill. If possible, it's three to six months worth of your expenses. Once that's put together, then start thinking about uh, what you're going to invest in. If you go to speak to somebody, a new financial services professional you haven't talked to before, and their first thing is to get you into an IRA, and they don't mention an emergency fund to make sure that you have that funded first, consider getting a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even saving $50 out of each paycheck uh, toward an emergency fund can make a world of difference when those uh, um, when those financial emergencies pop up. Absolutely, it can. And we talked a lot about, uh, just a little bit ago, about some of the healthcare expenses that occur in retirement. And there's another important healthcare stat I think we should chat about. Now, healthcare expenses are likely to rise at an average annual rate of about 5.47% for the next handful of years at the very least. Now, on its own, that's a scary number. But when you combine it with the fact that Social Security cost of living adjustments, the COLA, are expected to rise by just 2.6% over the same period, it gets a bit scarier. That's yeah. see, that's when you should have saved the scary music for right there. Yeah, I know. That's I, the scariest. I thing. know. There it is. There it is. Well, yeah, that is a scary number. And anyone headed toward retirement, uh, you know, they can count on those expenses because healthcare and Social Security are going to require. They're going to be around. They're going to require you to have a financial strategy that's going to be flexible enough to address their changes. Yeah. And let's th let's think about this one, too. Uh, if you claim Social Security young, we've talked about this so many times. I feel like we've beaten this one to death, but I'm going to say it again. If you do it before your full retirement age, your benefit is going to be permanently reduced. Now, if you take it at 62, you'll be you'll be getting about 30 percent less each month. And some people wow. think, oh, but what if I only live till I'm 67? Well, think about the odds. Right. There's a good chance unless, you know, a meteor falls out of the sky with what today's healthcare systems look like, you're going to make it past that. So uh, permanently reducing your income by 30 percent each month might be a bad idea when it comes to paying your bills and enjoying your life after you retire. That's some very real money. Always make that decision after talking to a financial professional, not just on a whim. Yeah, you have to look at a number of factors to determine when the best time for you to file is because it's different for everybody. And mm -hmm. I think that's important. Uh, and baby boomers who are currently headed into retirement in daily waves, it seems like they have a lot to ponder, don't they? Oh, they do. And the the article talks about, you know, this too. There's 76 of baby, percent of baby boomers aren't confident they have enough money saved for retirement. And no offense about this next statement if you're a baby boomer, but you're probably really confident about everything else. I've noticed <laughs> that when speaking to baby boomers, right? So you're probably confident you're doing the right thing, even though you don't know you have enough money. So that's the best time to talk to a financial services professional, but also to listen to a financial service professional. One that's working on the same side of the table as you helping you achieve those goals. It's not about how right you've been about getting where you are. It's about how many more right things you, you can do to get you where you really want to be. And when you consider some of the savings challenges and gaps we've already talked about during the show, you can see that their nervousness isn't unreasonable. Let me emphasize again that if you're behind on your retirement savings, you shouldn't throw up your hands and accept your fate. There are absolutely some reasonable techniques, some reasonable tools. They're out there. They can help you catch up. Sit down with a financial services professional as soon as possible so they can help you meet this challenge. Matt! 
That's the signal that we're out of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're yelling. They're yelling from the sidelines. Get over here. <laughs> yeah, we're out of time for today's show, Matt. Is there anything you want to add before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call, 800-339-9252, to talk about these things. If any, if you find yourself being in any one of the, the other side of these stats we talked about, give someone a call. If it's not me, make sure it's someone. But feel free to call us because that first that first visit is complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We'll talk about what's going on. Maybe, heck, we'll you know get rid of some of the fears you have right there. If not, we'll at the very least be able to talk about the steps you're going to need to take to put those fears away for good and the things you're going to need to do to get these plans in place to make sure you have enough in your emergency fund, to make sure you have enough in your savings, make sure you have enough in your spending so that you can then make sure that you have enough to invest so that at some point when you need to turn that and those investments into income, there's going to be enough there to draw on that you, one, you don't outlive your money and two, you're going to get to live the life in retirement that you've planned for. There you go. Sounds great, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advice services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.